Please be advised, nothing in this podcast should be taken as therapy, medical care, or mental health care advice. Topics discussed by the host and guests reflect their own personal experiences and are not intended to replace the services of medical or mental health professionals. And please know, if you are having any thoughts of self-harm or taking your own life, please call or text 988. Help is available 24-7. Welcome to the last episode of Season 3 of We All Have Something, a listener-supported podcast. Big shout-out to everybody who's supporting this podcast this season. If you want to continue supporting, by all means, I won't stop because it really helps me out quite a bit. And here's the thing. There's going to be bonus episodes coming out November, December, January, and February. And the new season, Season 4, will start in March, late March, early April of 2024. So either way, welcome to the end of Season 3. We did it. We made it through. If I had applause and whistling and clapping sound effect to put in here. I would, but I don't. So just imagine, imagine if you will. This episode, I want to talk to you directly. I don't want to talk about a theory about procrastination or why gratitude is so important or any of the other goal setting. We've, we've covered all of that and we'll, we'll talk about it more in the future, I'm sure. But this particular episode, I want to talk to you. And in saying that, before we go to the intro music here, I want you to take a moment to think about who are you at your core, not the title from work, not the title from whatever relationship you're in or not in, not the title for where you are in your family status, but who are you? I'm Rick Schwartz, life coach, public speaker, and all around curious guy. My curiosity, my life, and the lives of the many people I have worked with have taught me time and time again that there are challenges to overcome and successes to celebrate. You're listening to We All Have Something, a podcast about the human experience, a podcast about celebrating our authentic self. So let's get started. So yeah, who are you? Who am I? Who who are we? I believe this is a question that we can ask somebody superficially, and even ourselves, honestly, somewhat superficially, and have a superficial answer. Not that that's bad or wrong. It's like the old, you know, you walk into work or you see somebody, oh, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. It's more of a greeting. It's more of a, a surface level connection to say, I, I recognize that you're there and you recognize I'm here and now we're moving on with our days. I can't think of a single time where I've been having a really rough go and a coworker, or someone's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, okay, so sit down here with me because I got to unload about a half hour's worth of stuff just to get started. I don't believe it's ever happened. You know, with a close friend, you're sitting down for lunch or you're purposely connecting to share life stuff. That happens there. Hopefully you have that. But otherwise, when I ask you and we ask ourselves, who exactly are we? Who, who are you? Who am I? That's the question, right? Like, who am I at my core? What is that? And you could take the science route, you could take the spiritual route. What I'm getting at, though, is who are you in the sense of if I were to say, you need to start becoming your authentic self, truly, authentically be you. So in our development as we're growing, things happen, whether it is from our peers, whether it's a family member, whatever it may be, we start to get these little nuggets of stories of that's not appropriate. That's not okay. You shouldn't be like that. Real boys don't do that. Girls don't behave that way. You want to grow up and have someone be interested in you, right? So don't be like that. Girls who act that way don't get married. Boys who act that way or sissies, whatever it might be, right? That's not a real job. You can't have that for a real career. Come on, get serious. Do a, Get a real job. 
You need to be a doctor. You need to be a lawyer. You need to do something that's going to make you the proper income or money for a good career to be a good provider. We start to get this from people who aren't necessarily trying to do bad things, but it happens. And there's also the life events, right? If, you, if your parents split up or if you never knew one of your parents or someone passed away early in your life and you feel you missed out on that relationship, there are certain things we tell ourselves as kids to make sense of the world around us. And unfortunately, a four-year-old or a six-year-old or a 10-year-old trying to make sense of a big life change that adults are going through that impacts their life doesn't always have the correct framework to really make it an honest, true look at the story. They, they start to take some of the blame. They start to take whatever version of reality they can create because there's, there's too many gaps. They don't know. They don't have the information. They weren't given it or they just don't understand it at that age. And when we develop that, that story sticks with us. My parents broke up because I was a bad kid. I lost my best friend because we moved away, and now I have a hard time trusting that a solid, loving relationship like that won't go away again. Whatever it might be, we carry those with us, and it affects how we act and behave. And then as we become adults, not only are we carrying all of that with us, but then it continues to happen. We behave like ourselves. We do something we're interested in. We act a certain way, have a certain sense of humor, and someone tells you that's not appropriate, that's not funny. Now, yes, of course— it doesn't mean, when I say you need to be our authentic self so you can truly live your life, it, it doesn't mean with no regard for consequences of behavior, with no regard of being kind to other people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying just be all willy-nilly, crazy wild west. But what I am saying is, can you honor yourself? Can you be kind to yourself? Can you truly step into, this is who I am? And often, as we're growing, especially in our teenage years, it's very hard to be our authentic self because we are programmed to be social in the sense that it's an innate thing for us. It was a survival instinct we developed eons ago when we were living in tribes or clans or whatever you want to call it, and we weren't in a modern civilization. We had to have this innate desire to be social and be in a group and be accepted because if you were by yourself, if you were thrown out of the group, you're probably going to die. We needed each other to survive. So as we're growing up and our hormones are firing off and things are getting crazy and everyone's judging everybody else and everyone's terrified not to be accepted, so they create their cliques to make sure they are accepted and no one's allowed in the clique because that's not cool, suddenly we start to act a certain way, behave a certain way, change the way we dress or look at things because we want to make sure we're accepted. I can remember when I was in high school, I had this thought where it was, it was so funny because um, I wasn't told much later in high school, we could afford Levi's and Levi, 501 Levi's were the thing when I was in high school. Yes, I'm that old. And I, for the longest time, had these imitation ones. And I remember being made fun of for that. And of course, it hurt my feelings, being made fun of, being pushed out of the group. But I also remember having the thought that all the popular kids had the exact same jeans, the five, Levi's 501s. And in, in their great effort to be independent and to be special and unique, they were all the same. And I remember having, I carried that thought with me for a long time. And yes, I did get 501s eventually. Of course I did. Uh, <laughs> I had to fit in. But I also remember distinctly having that thought of how odd, what, the, what the, that weird sort of flip, that conundrum of desiring to be independent and being unique and being ourselves, yet we all desire to fit in, therefore we're doing all the same thing. Now we fast forward to our adulthood. And often you'll see people who are in their 60s and 70s with a screw it attitude. They'll wear whatever they want. They'll say whatever they want. And they really don't care. 
they've actually gotten to the point where they can be their authentic self. I encourage you not to wait that long. And it's not easy. This is the thing. You, you go online, you see the memes, you see the stuff on social media all the time. I'm sure I'm just as guilty as anyone posting some of this stuff. But there's, there's depth to it. There's depth to it when we say, be your authentic self. Well, I can't behave that way in the office because, okay, sure, I get it. Maybe there's office etiquette. Maybe there's certain things. Absolutely. But are you carrying with you then out of the office the parameters in which you're supposed to behave, act, think, and do in the office, right? Like, are you becoming a caricature of who you are in the office and then starting to bring that into the other parts of your life? I came to wanting to talk about this because of my own experiences in realizing that I kept doing things to find approval in others for a long period of my life. A long period of my life, I would go, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever you like, whatever, the, you know, and I would, I would just not even speak up about things that I wanted to do, liked, or had opinions on. And I believe a lot of that came from insecurities, insecurities from stories that I told myself growing up, insecurities from experiences I had in my youth and even my young adulthood. And honestly, even I can look back and, and honestly say, even in my late 20s, certain experiences created insecurities and trust issues where I felt I couldn't be myself for fear that I wouldn't be able to keep people around me. So I needed to adjust me to them so they're there, so they are there, so they would stay there. And, and here's the thing that I've learned now, several decades after going through all of that, is that you end up keeping the wrong people around. When you aren't being your authentic self, when you are constantly adjusting to justify keeping people there because you're too afraid to be alone, you then keep people in your circle, in your life, that are there for the wrong reasons. They're there for the version of you that you've created for them, but they aren't there for you. And when you finally get to the point where you feel you can start expressing your opinions or you desire to be your authentic self, then they're like, well, who are you? I don't get it. But this is not what I signed up for. You aren't the person that I knew two years ago, five years ago, whatever it is. And as hard as that is, if you find yourself, look, I've been, I've been parading around in a wide variety of masks due to my insecurities to keep people near me. And now I'm afraid if I'm my, my authentic self, I'm going to lose them. And Life won't be what I thought it was. So yes, you can keep doing this parading around, this masking, this faking, but eventually over time, it's going to wear thin. Eventually over time, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to feel the impact of your authentic self going, no, that's not how I want to live my life. I'm not happy. Something's going to break. Could be self-sabotage, could be bad behavior, whatever it might be. You are by far much further ahead and healthier if you can be your authentic self and let go of those that fall away because they don't like that part of you. They don't like that you because the version you created for them was what they liked. You are far better off to lose those who are not interested in your authentic self because it makes room for those to come into your life that are. Part of the process of me getting to this was learning to love myself. Many years ago, I, like I said, was doing all sorts of things for everybody else. 
And if you've listened to this podcast before or heard me on interviews and other podcasts, you've heard me talk about that those years leading up to 2020, where I just kept taking on more and more stuff, thinking if I just keep doing more stuff, people will appreciate me. And if I keep doing more stuff, they'll see how much I'm doing and they'll show up for me. And the reality was that, no, that that's not how it worked. Because I kept taking on other stuff, my expectation was they'd stand up for me as well. But no, they're like, oh, that's the guy over there who does the things. That's the guy that takes care of stuff. So we're going to keep giving him stuff. And as far as they're concerned, that's what I was. That's who I was. And why did they think that? Because that's how I presented. That's how I showed up to them. I was not taking care of myself. I was not creating healthy boundaries. I was not being my authentic self. And therefore, I didn't love me. I was stuffing the true me away so I could be accepted by somebody, anybody. And when I started to go through the process of realizing how damaging that was for myself and how it put me in a position where I, I finally looked around, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? This, this is not the life I ordered. This isn't it at all. I started to realize that it's because of me. It's so easy, of course, to turn around and try and blame the people in your life, isn't it? It's so easy to go, well, they did that. Well, they did this. Well, they did that. Yeah, they probably did. But because of what you did, how you showed up, what you what you accepted for the treatment. Now, that's not to say, by the way, a little asterisk here, if you've been abused, mistreated in a way that is beyond just how you have not been your authentic self. Okay. There's, there's relationships that we engage in at work or at home or whatever that, that, that have this fun little dance by how we show up. But if you have been abused or in other ways damaged in violence or, or anything else, that's not your fault. And that's not what I'm saying. I am absolutely not saying that. So please, please understand that. What I am saying though, is take responsibility for what you can change. Take responsibility for loving the true, authentic you. I know it's, it sounds great in a podcast, doesn't it? But it's hard to get there. Acknowledge that it's hard to get there. You can't just, you can't just go, oh, well, Rick said, I got to love myself. So dang, boom, I'm buying myself a Hallmark card and some flowers. Let's go. No, come on. This is going to take time. And it's going to take a lot of work to dig back into your past dealing with some of this stuff. And honestly, if you need to get a therapist to support you, go for it. Absolutely. There are some coaches that deal with stuff like this, but honestly, this sometimes this can be more like, you got to do some deep digging therapy. Sometimes you can go to a spiritual advisor. Sometimes you can do meditations and read some books about this. And, and maybe that's where you are. That Everyone's different. Please, please, please know that. Everyone's got their own path to find their authentic self. One thing that worked for me, I had someone say this to me, and it, it took me some time to work on it, but I had, to, I had to reflect on it and come back to it. But one thing that worked for me was like, someone said to me, it's like, have you ever been in a situation as an adult going, gosh, I just wish I could be a kid again. Things were so much simpler back then. And I just knew myself back then, right? I was just, I was just me. If you ever have one of those moments where you catch yourself thinking that, feeling that, or hearing that, or just me saying it now makes you go, yeah, heck yeah, then that's it, right? That's it. You go back to that part of your childhood where you felt life was good, life was simple, you knew who you were and what you wanted, and if that's eating paste and playing with crayons, then so be it. Start there. 
Go back to the deep part of your roots of your childhood. Sorry, I'm laughing at myself for eating paste. I don't know why I said that. That's not, but maybe, maybe that's your authentic self. Maybe you want to be a chef, right? A pastry chef. There you go. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Okay. But seriously, for myself, and I've, I've worked with clients on this as well, when you can start being authentic with yourself, you can truly look in the mirror beyond what you see in the sense of, oh, I'm disgusted when I look in the mirror. I don't like the way I look. I don't like my hair. I don't like my body. Or maybe you're the type of person that loves your hair and you love your body and you got great makeup days or love your skin. Go past what you see on the physical side of the mirror. Look yourself in the eye. Look at the face of that amazing person staring back at you. And don't worry about what it looks like? Is it appealing? Do I like the way I quote unquote look? Look into those eyes. Can you love that person? Can you truly love that person? Treat them with respect, love, and admiration. Do you understand them to their core? If you can't answer yes to that, it's time to do the work. It's time to start exploring that with a therapist, with a coach, whatever it means to you to be able to start digging into that, to truly, without hesitation, every morning you wake up with the bed head and the bags under your eyes and the drool that's dried on the side of your face and the crusty crap in your eyeballs, and you can go, I love that person. Holy cow, you're awesome. Can you look in the mirror after the really, really rough day and say, man, that was a rough one, but man, I love you. I love how you worked through that and how you handled it. I love how you have boundaries for yourself. I love how you are able to navigate that stuff. Or are you able to look at that person and go, whew, you messed up big time. Holy cow, I can't believe you blew your top and lost your cool. But that's all right. We'll do better tomorrow because I love you. Can you look in the mirror and do that? When you get to that point where you can have that kind of relationship with yourself, guess what you start to unearth? You start to unearth the authentic you. You leave room open, not only now to love yourself, and it's not loving yourself in a selfish way. It's loving yourself in a way that allows you to love deeper and more truthfully to others. You can find that authentic self in there and show up as that. And yes, that might mean that you lose certain relationships, or maybe it means those relationships just have to change. Maybe showing up as your authentic self means that that relationship you're in, whether it's with a friend, a spouse, a partner, a coworker, whatever it might be, has to change because you need to be your authentic self and staying the same in that relationship doesn't allow for it. That's okay. There is more to be admired in someone who can step up and do the hard things for the right reasons than there is for the person who stays quiet because it's easier and less disruptive, but more damaging to them, their soul, and their person. Again, this isn't easy. I know it's not easy. And, and maybe, maybe just doing a, a 20 to 30 minute podcast episode about this isn't enough. In fact, I know it's not enough but I'm hoping it gives you a spark. I'm hoping it lights a fire, whether it's within you or somebody you know that you can share this with to say, look, you gotta, you gotta be your authentic self. You gotta honor that. By not being your authentic self, you're creating self-sabotage. You're creating situations where you undermine your true self. How can you truly embrace life and really live why you're here? Live your passion 
if you're not showing up as your authentic self, it's unfair to you. It's unfair to the people who are out there who are going to be attracted to the authentic you. And when I say attract, I don't mean necessarily a relationship of romantic side, attracted friendships, attracted coworkers, attracted businesses that would want to hire the authentic you. Spiritual supporters, best friends you've yet to meet because they go, ah, look at you. I love you. I want to be your best friend. I want to support that. Being your authentic self, especially if it means changing how you've been presenting or showing up in life right now, might be disruptive. It might be hard, but I guarantee you, it's when we do the hard work, we have some of the most amazing, beautiful results. I want to leave you with this thought as we wrap up season three. You are worth it. You are worth it. You are worth it. Take the time to invest in yourself. Take the time and whatever else it takes to truly invest in you. We so often are afraid to do that because we feel it's selfish. I should take care of this first. I should do that first. I should allow that time or that money to go to this person in my life because they need that. They this. If I do that, then they won't have that. The people you love, your, your offspring, your spouse, your partner, your best friend, you'll be able to show up for them in such a better way a more productive way and healthier way if you invest in you because you are worth it. I know this. I've been through it. I've helped others through it as a coach. I've worked with so many clients that on the other side of working together, their spouses are thanking me. (laughs) Their sister is thanking me because it's worth it and it changes so much. It is so impactful in a good way. I love you and I appreciate you more than you know. I thank you all so much for being on this journey with me, for coming along on this crazy ride. If you want to get in touch, you can find me at my website, CoachRickSchwartz.com, or on most social media, look for Coach Rick Schwartz. I will put the links in the show notes below in the episode notes. And of course, I think I mentioned it at the top of this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow, whatever it is, wherever you listen to podcasts you need to do. There'll be bonus episodes coming out as we go into the last couple months of this year and into the new year. Then you'll also be notified when season four starts. 2024, spring of 2024. Man, already planning season four. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love being able to do this because I know it creates a ripple effect. I get feedback every now and then. For those of you who've left reviews also, thank you so much. That does actually impact things. If you happen to be able to leave a review or stars wherever you listen to podcasts, I would appreciate you taking a moment to do that because other people who are looking for this kind of content who who need and or want it, they're going to look through those reviews. That might help them decide if this is a podcast for them. So you're helping not only the podcast get recognized, but you're also helping other people. And I really appreciate that. All right, I'm going to wrap this up as I always do. Thank you all so much for being here. You know I appreciate you. Have a good one, everybody. 